Resorts, homes and a newly built hospital have been washed away. No electricity, nothing whatsoever. We need to be prepared for the future. I'm just holding on for dear life here. This isn't fun. Pacific Prepared. Pacific Prepared. Plan this time before disaster strike. Every natural disaster gets worse. What happens when something goes wrong and how do they respond to it? And make sure everyone's safety comes first. Save what for dream. You must ready. Clearing roads, restoring critical infrastructure. Eventually, I know it's going to hit. It's only a matter of time. Helping your community. Helping your family. Helping you. Pacific Prepared. Pacific Prepared. Pacific Prepared. Hello and welcome to Pacific Prepared. I'm Fred Hooper. We've got a great team of reporters who are on the ground chatting to you and the stories we bring you could help you, your family and your community prepare for natural disasters. The weather and how it affects you is already part of your life. So let's keep talking about being prepared. On today's show, more on teaching about climate change to young people in Fiji. If we want everyone to be climate prepared, then we've got to take the the take it down to them you know not everyone comes to the university and uh, not everyone goes to school but everyone has a community to live in and that's where we should i think we should take the take the 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 message to we'll hear more on that story soon and activists in vanuatu have turned to a musician for help when it comes to raising awareness around climate change with all the storms raging corals dying ocean levels rising it's a threat to our human rights. You'll hear from the artist soon. That's all coming up. This is Pacific Prepared. People's lives have been affected by a disaster. Know what to do. Know what to do. Know what to do. Clearing roads, restoring critical infrastructure. See, all the signs are coming. So we have to prepare. Be prepared. Pacific Prepared. When you hear about a home, or being home, or your home, I wonder how you define that exactly. It's probably different for everyone, but for a lot of people across the Pacific, it's certainly more than just a house. Dr. Rossiana Langi is from the University of the South Pacific. You might have heard her speak recently on Pacific Prepared. She does a lot of research into climate change, and especially young people's understanding of it and how it's taught. It's not just the building, but it's the land and how they attach to it socially, emotionally, spiritually. My interest for climate change did, did not just happen uh, um, when I started my PhD, but while I was growing up, um, I, um, I grew around my grandparents. So my parents, uh, grandparents were always home. And uh, in the evenings when we sit around and then there'll be lightning from one side of the horizon and then my, one of my grandfathers will say oh that's where the, the wind direction will be tomorrow or you know they'll feel this kind of air and then they will say oh tomorrow is a good day to go fishing you know this type of valley and they'll name the place so it's like they have the map of the sea in their in their mind and they they could see and could sense um, where to do things so that's you know that's why i was interested but when i started writing actually my intent was on the use of language cuz i'm I, my background is on language and literature uh, the use of vernacular in 
educating people about climate change. But then it it made a turn to to uh, when I found you know I started uh, exploring about uh, indigenous knowledge of weather forecasting. So with elders, they are you know they they have knowledge to be able to forecast weather. For example, if there's going to be a cyclone and what category. For, uh, for example, breadfruit. Breadfruit is an indicator. So if breadfruit uh, fruits in three or more on a branch, uh, then it's an indicator for a cyclone. The number of fruits indicate the category. Yeah. Right. So the more fruit, the more intense the yes. cyclone? Yes, and, and I proved that with Winston because I saw five breadfruit and then I went and told my mom and my mom said, oh, God, this is going to be, you know, uh, a very strong uh, cyclone, so please call home because home was somewhere else. So I called, get them to get the house prepared. Yeah, Bradford is one. The other one is uh, the bees when they um, nest underground. It's interesting because eh? they know if they'll be, you know, on on a branch they'll be blown away. So they they nest uh, uh, underground to prepare for cyclone. So that's another indicator. And um, banana. The, the banana, the fluorescent for the banana, yeah. The purple, yes. the purple bell kind yes. of thing, yeah. So if it, it points, it bends like uh, the the cane, if it bends, then okay. that's an indicator for... Right, that something's, that there's something happening, like a storm yeah, a cyclone. or... Cyclone. Cyclone? Yes. Oh. Yeah, for storms, it's usually insects. There's a type insects, cockroaches, they indicate. Um, and the type of uh, wind... Yeah. Did you get did you get really curious when you were younger and ask your you know the people who were telling you these things did you think how do they know that? Did you did you start to quiz them and ask them what was going on how they know that stuff? Yes, and and for them it was you know taught to them through their their parents and through experience because um for us indigenous Fijians we all have a traditional role. There we have ascribed traditional roles like for example we have fisher folks and fisher folks they are well versed about the sea. And then we have the the Mbati or the warriors, there are two types, uh, that protect the land and they know everything about the land and and how things operate, the rules of the land and the rules of the, the oceans, yeah. So, yeah, so uh, my, um, my grandparents, my, parent, my dad's family, they, they are a family of uh, uh, fisher folk, so, so they're well-versed. So that's how they learned, and that's how I learned too, <laughs> yeah. Dr Rossiani has also been working closely with young people in Fiji to get a better idea of how they understand climate change and how they actually learnt that. Before we went into what they have been doing, we got one of our team members to present the scientific uh, explanation on climate change. Then they realised that they were the ones, you know, to some extent, were, you know, uh, causing uh, the the you know the increase the because what they said oh it's getting hot nowadays you know and there's not much rain so so those were the things that they said is climate change yeah? and they were happy to sort of um, acknowledge that they might have been contributing to that too yes and so uh, two of the things that they said that they 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 do that they they think that has been contributing to this was uh, the uh, the slash and burn 
um, farming practice that they end the unnecessary burning. Sometimes they'll, you know, they'll just play with fire and then they burn the whole part of the the plantation and, you know, accidentally. And then, yeah, so, so you know, the, the soil is infertile and, uh, and the water... Um, Water shed is drying, so so then we ask them, okay, so what have you been doing, and what do you think you know we can do together? Because it was part of a participatory action research where we, you know, discussed together the causes and what they've been doing and what we can do together and implement. So one of the interventions they said was. Um, the replanting of fruit trees because that's something too that's happening they've all their their trees you know some of those uh, native trees uh, no longer um, exist they've they've become locally extinct so then uh, that's what we did together so we've planted um, uh, some fruit trees uh, native fruit trees together uh, and then we also found that you know salt water was intruding into the village so we planted um, mangroves uh, to you know to help slow down the um, yeah the intensity of uh, waves for them to see for us indigenous Fijians when we see you know the outcome then we believe so getting them to practice to do it together with us and go back and evaluate and come back and then do um, implement the the next intervention um, has helped them you know help, has helped change their way of um, of seeing things and also doing things so one of the traditional ways of um, doing things that they used to do was to do things in groups they call it sole sole baki yeah so that's what they're doing now so the youth have their own patch to to look after and to plant and the women also so it's been uh, successful for um, for them because they they have a patch to look after they plant they they look after it and over the 6 months we've seen the a great change and also in in um, uh in how they feel towards uh towards what they're doing so they're taking ownership of these things and really, you know, making it their responsibility to ensure that they do this for their children. And, you know, when we leave, there's always something left for, for the children to be able to enjoy. And, and how do you feel seeing that too? I mean, it must be a good feeling for you to be able to do all this research, go into communities, but then to see an actual outcome as well, it must be nice. Yes, it, it's it's a wonderful feeling, and that's why we're you know we're going to another community, and um, and and that's one thing that I you know I'm I want to do, just go to all the communities, create climate literacy, um, and that is also climate justice. You know, if if we want everyone to be climate prepared, then we got to take the the take it down to them you know not everyone comes to the university and uh, not everyone goes to school but everyone has a community to live in and that's where we should i think we should take the take the 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 message to because in schools well according to to the research that i'm doing um more than 50% of them said that they, uh, they, they learn this through our community engagement, but not in school. So, so you know, while the policies say that this has to be in, in the curriculum, 
uh, in practice. It's it's not what's happening. So if this is working, then I think that's the way we should go, you know. Speak their language and it'll really go into their heart and change how they behave towards uh, climate preparedness. Dr. Rossiana Lange from the University of the South Pacific, explaining some of the work that she's been doing with young people in Fiji around climate literacy. What's your plan? Are you ready to leave your home? Plan now before disaster strikes. Pacific Prepared. If you're hearing this, you're obviously interested in the Pacific, which is why I wanted to let you know about ABC Pacific website. You can listen back to anything you hear on the program, and it's just a good way for you to connect with us. You can share information with us, or maybe something that you're working on in the disaster preparedness space, or maybe you've got some feedback. There's also a heap of links on there that you might be interested in. Pacific Beat for all your news and current affairs in the Pacific. And for all the latest sports news, you've got Can You Be More Pacific? The easiest way to get in touch, just search for ABC Pacific, then scroll down and look for the Connect With Us section. For people and communities in the Pacific, climate change hasn't crept up on you. It's something that you've been living with for years, and Pacific countries have been trying to tell the rest of the world for a long time now. In 2021, the Vanuatu government took things a step further, trying to get climate change recognised by the International Court of Justice. Since then, it's gained the attention and support of people across the world, leaders, organisations, and groups trying to make a change. Activists based in Vanuatu have recently asked for help from a slightly different place. We're calling out to you, International Court of Justice, and opinion. Vanessa Kwai is a Vanuatu singer, songwriter, and she recently spoke with Priyanka Srinivasan on ABC's Pacific Beat. Well, uh, I am I'm an artist uh, back here in Vanuatu. I uh, I do songs that uh, that you know wants to bring messages through my songs, uh, including awareness, positive messages. So that's why I said yes to his offer because uh, I see that climate change is one of one of the issues that's happening around the Pacific. And did you did you write the song, um, or were you given the song and they wanted your voice? Um, no, actually, they, he asked me if we can uh, put the lyrics, uh, just write, plot down lyrics, and uh, uh, I said yes, okay. And he, they gave us some keywords, and we put the the song, the lyrics together, and that's how the song, yeah, was made. Wow, that that must be quite difficult because often we hear songs you know, about somewhat normal things, and whereas uh, climate change and particularly this uh, International Court of Justice is quite a, a complex idea. Was it difficult to write yes. these lyrics? Um, it, was, it was difficult for me, for me as an artist and also uh, the, the artist, other artists that was featured in the song uh, because um, we find it difficult because our, our writing is more poetic 
but um, and they gave they uh, Christopher and his team uh, suggested uh, some of the lyrics to us, so we had to um, yeah find ways to how to uh, put these lyrics into melody, and so it, yeah. And and it you came said out well, yes, yes, and we'll take a listen um, coming up. Um, and you said the reason why you wanted to get involved is because you see the impacts of climate change on the region. Has climate yeah. change impacted you at all? Were you able to add your own personal experience into the song? Um, yes, I can. I can say that climate change is a is a big issue because uh, we faced, especially in Vanuatu, we faced a lot of uh, natural disasters, especially cyclones. We've had two big cyclones, um, Category Five, that that hit us, and it it did affected us. Um, yes, and affected my home um, and my families. Yes. What impact do you want this song to have? Um, it's it's linked to this International Court of Justice um, advisory opinion that uh, ad- ad- advocates hope um, to get them to have an opinion uh, or make an advisory opinion on climate change. That's what the lobby is about. Um, oh. Do you hope that people, um, you know, who can make those decisions, which I understand are UN members, will listen to the song? Or do you have any other um, aims uh, that you want the song to accomplish? Well, um, the, 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 the main goal here is for the message uh, to, to be heard through this song. Uh, I, I believe that uh, um, the awareness of climate change has already been um, going on. But uh, we just want to put this message that we like to to um, let the the UN uh, hear this, or the uh, um, justice international justice court uh, to hear this song and to hear that we are voicing our voice again. Um, that uh, we want this to stop. So that's how we want to put this in the lyrics. Yes, and and Vanessa, you know, you're part of a, I guess a long line of artists and musicians who've you know, penned songs for, for climate, uh, for social change um, and po- political change. You know, Bob Dylan with his song Blowing in the Wind for Civil Rights. Um, here in Australia, Yothi Yindi, his, he had the, or they had the treaty song um, fighting for Indigenous First Nations rights. Um, yeah. I, do you have a, a lot of songs that um, have these social issues underlying then? What, what sort of power does music have? Um, to to bring about change, um, I believe like I believe music is a very powerful tool um, to use to uh, to bring out you know to voice out um, uh, a person's you know uh, a community or societies um, you know um, uh, what how would I say concerns or so I believe music can can um, uh, use this to uh, because I believe music unites people and it uh, you know touches the soul of a person so yeah I believe music is powerful to use um, yeah to voice out the cries of the people and um, yes yeah, so that's why I, I, I use music to to be that, that voice to change to you know try help change something yeah. Yes, yes. Um, and Vanessa, you, this, this new song is called Climate Change at the International Court of Justice. Have, have people yes. started listening to it? What response have you had to the song so far? Well, um, uh, we had a launching uh, of this song here, happened in Port Vila uh, maybe two weeks ago. 
and uh, it was it was a really good uh, huge impact because um, uh, everybody listened to the song. I, I, I mean, like every people who live in Port Vila, uh, the message of the songs was sent out, and I believe. Uh, we we sang the song to our, uh, our political leaders who was there at the launching, uh, including our president. So um, our president was really impacted by this song. He he literally cried when he when he heard the song. Um, yeah. So I believe that song had an impact, and I believe that other people around the nations who hear this song, I believe it will impact them somehow. Just want to uh, encourage people who listen to this song that uh, you know climate change is a, is a is a big issue and uh, uh, whatever we can do to be a voice or to do something so that we can change um, yeah or stop climate change will be um, will be good yeah thank you. What is happening to our world? Have you ever stopped to notice? What does it take for you to see? Lives will be rising it's a threat to our human rights fossil fuels burning us past 1.5 degrees what are we gaining from this madness of people in danger we're calling out to you international call of justice and advice on human rights and climate change We're calling out to you United Nations Lead us on today Protect the rights of the human race We're calling out to you Yeah, we have a duty to all of mankind Legal obligations must stand to defend our rights This chance to get clarity from the International Court of Justice on the legal obligations in the struggle for survival with a million voices. Save the Paris Agreement, everyone must act. So better mankind wake up now, it's not too late. Raise your voices up, speak for the children of tomorrow. With every forest burning, every person moving, every day is passing by. Don't 
Vanuatu singer-songwriter Vanessa Kwai speaking with Priyanka Srinivasan on ABC's Pacific Beat. Helping your community, helping your family, helping you. Pacific Prepared. Sometimes we evacuate or we just close all the doors and make sure everything's safe and turn off all the lights. So um, we evacuate and it's like our human senses. We um, find shelter, find safety. And yeah. our, roof, our roof was taken off and so, and so we, had, we just prayed because we couldn't do anything until uh, the cyclone was finished. So we, we just prayed and, and we made sure we were all safe. My experience with storms um, have been, uh, I'm not going to lie, uh, it's been scary, terrifying, but I've learned to, to be brave in each one um, as time goes by. And it was hard for us to sleep too, so we were awake the whole night, and yeah, and it was, it was really hard. Um, I've learned to just... Um, roll with it to um, just obey what the government tells us to do um, in times of um, the storms and what to do and things to avoid I've learned that can't really um, stop it can't really put it into it but, um, but what I've learned that is that we can um, we slow it down and we can learn to live with it and to improve develop Everything can't go your way. Like you, if you think Tonga's is Tonga's okay, nothing will come to us. No cyclone, no tsunami. It teaches us to like expect the unexpected. And you're listening to Pacific Prepared. Pacific Prepared. Life after disaster. Disaster experiences. Pacific Prepared. Pacific Prepared is supported by the Pacific Media Assistance Scheme with funding from the Australian Government's Department of Foreign Affairs and Trade. Any views expressed do not necessarily represent those of PACMAS or the Australian Government. It's produced and distributed in partnership with Radio Australia and networks across the Pacific, including Radio New Zealand Pacific, NBC Papua New Guinea, Palau Wave Radio, Capital FM 107 Vanuatu, FBC Fiji, Samoa National Radio 2AP, SIBC, Solomon Islands Broadcasting Corporation, and TBC Tonga. If your organisation is working in disaster preparedness or resilience, keep us informed so that we can keep everybody informed. Maybe you've got a story idea, a personal experience to share, a topic to cover or someone that we should meet. The easiest way to get in touch is to search for Pacific Prepared and then scroll down to the Connect With Us section. You can also listen back to the program. Just type Pacific Prepared into your search engine and you'll find us.
conversations about disasters, what will you do and how will you prepare? We're trying to help you make the next disaster easier for you and your family. My name's Fred Hooper. Please share any information that you've learned today and stay safe. This has been Pacific Prepared 